Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name's Morgan, and this is my round six AFL fantasy team review. It's part way through the round at the moment. We've still got two games to go: the Melbourne Richmond game and the Collingwood Essendon game on Anzac Day. But I'm recording a review because you guys seem to like the Monday morning drops. Um, hopefully, get you through your Monday um, and public holiday on Tuesday, which is nice. So. I've got my score, 14.77 at the moment, overall ranking of about 14,000, but not really concerned. You'd, personally, I don't really look at overall ranking during the round at all. I think it, it can just be so misleading because everyone's got different players and different amounts of players from each team. So you might think you're going terribly, I think you're going well, and one game can change your ranking quite dramatically. So I'll just I'll look through my team and... Um, yeah, just give an idea of what I'm thinking at the moment on certain players and basic strategy for the next couple of rounds. Firstly, with my trades, I floated my trade ideas in my video last week and basically showed two options. If you if you watched that video, you would know that I ended up going with Rory Laird. He's, he's there in the middle of my team. Um, but my options were basically go Wilmot up to Tom Stewart go Callahan to Rory Laird, which is what I did, or use some DPP to go McGrath up to Oliver. The decision maker in the end was Oliver is under an uh, illness cloud heading into that Melbourne-Richmond game. It The news came out still quite a while away from that game, but I just couldn't take any chances. When you're bringing in a player of his price, you can't risk it, basically, and I didn't want to miss out on any of the other good options should he not be named. I, I was tempted with Stuart, and with Stuart scoring 100, I was wary of a potential Cunningham tag, which is what they did to Daniel Rioli last week, the Swans, but it didn't look like he got a tag, and he still, uh, still scored an even 100, so he's gone basically 130, 70, 100, 100. Uh, looks like he's well on track, and especially with more games at GMHBA, Geelong starting to play better footy and win the uh, ball a lot more. I think he's a really good option in defence and he's one that I'm potentially looking at bringing in this week. But in the end, what I did do was Finn Callahan getting the cash with Hollands down to Matt Roberts. Now, Matt Roberts seems to be injured. He was subbed out of the game on 19. I fielded his score, um, had the option of taking Matthew Johnson's score as an emergency. Thought, no, nah, back in Roberts. Um, I didn't actually see... Oh, 27% game time. And he scored a 19. So he was on track to beat Matthew Johnson's score. So I'd say that's that's a good decision. Can't protect, uh, predict injuries. And he's got he's injured, um, apparently, medial injury to his knee. Medial ligament uh, will be a couple of weeks. So he's a priority to trade out. Can't have a rookie that cheap, just sitting on the bench, not playing, not generating any cash. Um, Holland's scored pretty well, as, as I kind of expected against St Kilda. They give up a lot of possession um, to sort of uncontested players, lots of uncontested marks, which is how Holland's played. So look, in hindsight, maybe I could have been a little bit smarter with that trade and then kept Holland's score on field. But, you know, you live and you learn, can't predict everything. And then Callahan with that cash up to Rory Laird. I put the VC on Rory Laird. It was another reason why I went with him. I thought he had a good matchup against Hawthorne. He ends up scoring 120, and that was despite from the part of the game that I saw getting pretty heavy attention from Connor Nash. So I'm very happy with that. I decided to take that VC score. The other option would be Nick Dacos against Essendon. Um, and yeah, for guys that or people that watched my video last week, was very, very nervous. Um, 
Last week I tried to loophole. Well, I, I successfully loopholed English uh, score, but I didn't put the emergency on Marshall. So I triple, quadruple checked that I'd done that. Um, and look, I've nailed it. So obviously I'm a pretty, pretty good fantasy coach. Other than that, I'm yeah, happy with bringing Laird into the team. A few rookies that are struggling. Wilmot, terrible. Glad I didn't field him. Had the, um, like, put the E on him playing the first game and had the option to take his score. Obviously not going to take a 22. And then Cowan, as I mentioned before, the matchups with St Kilda are looking really, really fruitful for all players, but particularly sort of your wingers, your halfbacks, even, but midfielders as well. It's everyone apart from forwards, basically, are scoring really well against Carlton. And even in this most recent game, Harry Mackay pushing up the ground and taking lots of marks. They're just giving up heaps of possession to the opposition and winning. So I can't see that stopping anytime soon. Dawson also played in that Hawthorne game against Adelaide. I was worried that Dawson would get the attention because I thought he's probably been in more form and been the damaging player. Didn't look that way, although I didn't watch much of the game. So potentially that Nash tag shifted from Laird to Dawson because Dawson was on fire early um, and Laird really got going a little bit later in that game. Um, Jimby, good to see him chugging along. The rookies really are starting to stagnate. Um, even Sheasel, who, who'd been on fire and the pick of the rookies, the form rookie with Aaron Hall coming back into the team, he looks like he's lost the kickouts and looked a little bit lost. Didn't really know his place in the team anymore now that Hall is back in and because Hall demands so much of the ball coming out of D50. I'll just touch on Tuke Miller. It looks like a, a relatively serious injury. So he's definitely a trade out and I'm, I'm pretty thankful. It was either him or Laird and I feel like I dodged a bullet there going Laird instead. Green and Pedler both had really strong st- uh, scores, or well, strong rookie scores, especially not being on field. And Pedler's had a, a, quite a good run um, recently. He's averaging about 60, and as we can see there, he, he hasn't gone under 47, and he's been pretty consistent. One thing with him is don't get carried away with his first quarter or first half scores because he doesn't really go on with it. He was on like 60 at halftime uh, and only managed seven, eight points after that. And then Fergus Green is another one who's really starting to find some consistency and form back-to-back 70s in games that didn't necessarily suit him. Uh, who have they got coming up? The Dogs. Oh, that's a good matchup for Sicily, actually, if you're interested in that. And then Frio. Other than that, Connor Rosie, really big game. Thought about the VC against him, uh, on him against the Eagles, who are really not going that well. The other VC option was Tim English, who a lot of people went with and successfully went with. I was worried about the matchup with Darcy, and Darcy was quite dominant, but English is just in some sort of form at the moment. And yeah, the bigger ground at Optus Stadium, I said that one in the comments, it might suit him just getting around the ground, but I think he might even be past that stage now where he needs the space. He's, he's getting strong enough and competitive enough in the contest that he's able to match it with even the most physically competitive ruckman in the comp, like a Sean Darcy or uh, Jared Witts. Um, Warpool, another good game from him. Really liking him with Day out of the side. We'll have to see what happens when Day comes back in. And that brings me to Day and Green. Just touching on them, uh, I'm kind of buoyed. Like, my team hasn't fallen too far, and I've got two basically primos to come back into the team if Day can continue his form. Very confident that Green will, um, but if Day can come back in and, and pick up where he left off, 
I'm I'm happy with those two inclusions. Without using a trade, I've already got two really good players coming back in and taking two rookies off field. So Green will come on for Matt Roberts. Um, trades will determine what I do with Matt Roberts because uh, St Kilda, who I've been using Math- Max Heath as the loophole option, have the first game this week, but then they've got two or three Sunday games after that. So I'll keep him for that loophole. Um, so if I do need a loophole, Matt Roberts plays the third game. Uh, will require putting the VC on one of the port boys, will be Rosie, with Horn Francis. I'll touch on Horn Francis. He's, yeah, been really frustrating, but as I mentioned before, St Kilda giving up the most points of any team, and hopefully, hopefully he can get involved there, but he's really looking on the chopping block right now. Apart from that first game, he hasn't really showed much. He's been scoring as a rookie, but he's a lot more expensive than a rookie. So, at this stage with my trades, I'm I'm actually looking to be quite aggressive and trading out Sheasel early. I think with Hall, the only thing that would save him is if Hall somehow got injured, but I think this is one of the moves where you've got to kind of read the tea leaves early and not be afraid to jump off. Like, he, he's been scoring incredibly, but... Hall comes into the team. You see the immediate change. Zeebel, I was worried about, but Zeebel's kept his role and his scoring. Sheasel's the one that suffered on the back of that. So potentially very aggressive Sheasel and Horn Francis to maybe a Canelio and a 200k rookie. Um, that's, for me, basically I'm going Sheasel to Canelio, who will continue off where uh, Sheasel has been scoring. He's more expensive, but he also completes... The Giants midfield, basically. So if one of them is tagged or has a down week, hopefully the other two can pick up the slack. Forward status, playing midfield, uh, looks like a lock to be top six forwards. I'm bringing in a definite keeper. And I'm uh, at this stage, I'm not losing much. I'll prob- The 200k rookie will probably go on the bench. Um, probably use some DPP looking at Shinkota. Hopefully Saad is named and we can see whether Shinkota holds his spot with Saad back in the team. And then I can put like a Luke Pedler or a Green on field. The other option would be, depending on how the prices come out, um, maybe a Jinbi and McKenzie to a 200k and Tom Stewart, but I don't think there'll be enough cash between the two of them. Um, And the other option would be a sort of very conservative, longer-term play, which would be trading out Matt Roberts now, knowing that he's going to be out for a few weeks and will just be taking up a bench spot, maybe double downgrade Matt Roberts and Darcy Wilmot or Matt Roberts and Lockie Cowan. Um, bringing in Seamus Mitchell, who looks like he's got a pretty solid job in the Hawthorne backline, and again, maybe a, a Chincotta. The other guy is Bailey Humphrey, who he started as the sub, scored 50 in like less than half of the game time. Um, he was one of the draftees who I thought would score well. He's definitely got the physicality of AFL level um, and put up some huge scores in the NAB League last year. So, He's another one. He, his price will be quite inflated at this stage. I'll just have a look. Um, I think he'll be around the 300k. Yeah. Yeah, he's over 300k now, which isn't the worst thing. 301. Um, named as a sub. What did he do? He did 47 off... 65 percent 29 or 55 57 or 42 percent game time last uh, it was last night's game actually so yeah it's interesting he came on as, as a sub so he's obviously coming into a game 
that Gold Coast were dominant in. He's coming on fresh when all the other players are tired and he's he's scored well points per minute. But if we look at his time on ground, he hasn't gone above 65% time on ground. So maybe that's close to his max capacity of the game and we can't really project that out to a full game because he's not capable of playing a full game yet. But um, that being said, I think he will hold his spot in the team and maybe get a little bit more midfield time with Miller out. That's, that's how I'm thinking at the moment, um, but time will tell. So basically, in summary, feeling like I should be really aggressive with Sheasel and trade him out now that Hall's back in the team. Horn Francis, I do want to get rid of, but the matchup against St Kilda is really tempting, even though he had a fantastic matchup against West Coast this week and didn't capitalise. So it might be time for him to have a little bit of a rest. Um, the other option would be Green obviously comes back on field for Matt Roberts. And then maybe if I can find another decent replacement, if I can bring Peddler on field or if I'm confident in Matthew Johnson, um, then I can downgrade either a McKenzie or a Philippou and use that cash on what potentially a Horn Francis, get him up to someone pretty good like a Goulden or a Baker or a um, Cogs even. Um, well, yeah, we'll have to see. Have to see how the prices come out and how these other guys score. McGrath could survive another week. He might not, though. Anyway, that's how things are sitting at the moment. Um, yeah, like I said, just wanted to get the upload up Monday morning, but hard to tell exactly what my moves are going to be and hard to give a full report on ranking and um, scores and values and stuff like that when the round isn't complete. Hope everyone has a really good Monday. Um, looking forward to footy tonight. Footy on Monday night and then public holiday and footy tomorrow is awesome. It means that by the time the week really starts, it's Wednesday and you're halfway through. So, awesome. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.